0: Well, we've entered into a new phase or a new part of St. Paul's epistle to the Romans. This uh, beginning with chapter eleven, continue nine through. Um, I'm sorry, beginning with chapter nine and continue nine through chapter ten and eleven. We have the final section of Paul's theological uh, reflections, and uh, we get to a special topic, and that is the role of the Jewish people in God's plan. And, uh, you know, our lectionary doesn't give you all of that section. We just have a small part today, and we've got a small part of it tomorrow. But what we're going to see between today and tomorrow is that uh, the Jewish people play an incredibly important role in God's plan of salvation for the world, and that he's not done with them, and that uh, it's always been believed uh, by the Catholic Church that just be- before the coming of Jesus Christ, just before the Second Coming, of the Lord, the the Jewish people as a whole will acknowledge Him as their Messiah, and we see that even intimated yesterday in yesterday's Gospel. Jesus is weeping over Jerusalem. Today we say, "Praise the Lord, Jerusalem," because someday Jerusalem will praise the Lord. Uh, yesterday, uh, Jesus was weeping over Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, uh, how I would have gathered your you together as a hen gathers her chicks, but you were unwilling. And he says, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That phrase, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, is a messianic recognition of Christ's messianic status. And so Jesus is not going to appear again until the Jewish people recognize him as the Messiah. Very special event that lies in the future. Now what we can see today though in Saint Paul's uh comments about uh his his kinsmen, the Jewish people, it's uh, very remarkable. We see a profound love on his part for them. And that's a little lesson to us as well. Uh the Jewish people should always have a, a very special heart in a uh, place in the heart of the Christian, and we should uh eschew uh, adamantly all anti Semitism. Uh, the Catholic Church and, and the Jewish people have had kind of rough relations over the past 2,000 years. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but we really, in preparation for the second coming of Christ, in preparation for the Jewish people's recognition of Jesus as the Messiah, uh, the Lord is calling us to, to absolutely denounce all forms of anti-Semitism. And quite contrary to anti-Semitism, we need to have a very special place in our heart for uh, the Jewish people. They were the first to receive God's revelation, and uh, they're a bit astray right now, but they're not off God's, uh, they're not off his radar screen. They're still on his radar screen, and he's gonna uh, bring them to acknowledge the truth of Christ uh, at some point in the future by his divine power and, and through his divine providence and wisdom. Um, and we see also from paul um, a love for the jewish people but uh you know you, we might want to ask ourselves how is it that paul was able to have this love so, a love so strong he says i wish i was accursed from christ now ironically it's actually not possible for him to be accursed uh from christ and cut off from christ uh for love of his brethren because the very love that would uh, Um, connect him with his Jewish brothers and sisters is the same love that connects him with God. But uh, even though it's a kind of a a hypothetical thing or an impossibility, Paul, we see his heart is that he loves his kinsmen so much that he's actually willing to be separated uh, and accursed from God forever, if they would be saved. I mean, that is an incredible kind of love. And we want to ask ourselves, how how could Paul develop such kind of love? And you know, and in other places of the New Testament, when Paul speaks uh, about um, the Jewish people, he has hard words. He has very hard words. And what we have to understand is sometimes when the saints get tough and when they speak hard things, it doesn't mean that they don't have love. And in fact. Oftentimes it's the opposite of the case. They get tough and they speak hard things because they have love. They have a burning love for God's will for humankind. So that's a lesson for us, and also I think a lesson for us is this. Paul, in chapters 9 through 11 of Romans, is looking at the Jewish people from what I'm going to refer to as a fancy term here, an eschatological perspective. Okay, when I say that, this this term eschatological, I'm referring to the eschaton, which is a, a technical word which means the end of the world. Okay, it's God's plan coming to a fullness and a culmination. And when we view all things like that, when we, we have God's perspective on things, when we see things from an eschatological perspective, we, we see things from a bird's eye perspective, and it places our little squabbles in our little worlds in a proper framework and uh, things that seem big to us become uh, small and become seen in the true light. So Paul, even in the midst of all his conflicts with all the Jewish people who hated him uh, and who were within, with whom he was in conflict, theological conflict, he still had a love for them because he could see how God sees them. He could see them from a big-picture perspective. And so for us, when we have uh, anger towards people or conflicts with people, it's very important to place ourselves in God's presence and to meditate on the last things, on our eschaton. When we place our own death and our own final end before our eyes, we're able to put things in perspective and say, okay, this is not so big of a deal. Let me love this person. Let me see if I can uh, really um, view them from God's perspective and not from the perspective of my own anger or whatever it might be. And so St. Paul uh, provides an example for us all of putting things in perspective and, uh, and great love as a consequence thereof.